With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Black and Blue Soccer Podcast is sponsored by Evangelista Sports. Visit them at evangelistasports.com. It's time! Introducing your host, podcasting out of the black and blue corner from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, the reigning, defending, undisputed soccer podcast champion of the world... Giovanni, the Hulk, Sardo! Start the car, start the car, it's time to get the hell out of D.C. Call the cops, the Montreal Impact robbed the point in D.C. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lovers and yes, even the haters, Welcome to the Black and Blue Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Giovanni Sardo. You can find me on Twitter at MTL. Don't forget to show some love to my awesome sponsors, Evangelista Sports, at Evangelista Sports, as well as the Can Football Club, at Can Foot Club. Folks, a Sunday night in D.C. in the same week that there was the All-Star Game and the Montreal Impact had three representatives on that team following last week's game where the Montreal Impact destroyed an exhausted Philadelphia Union team. The Montreal Impact were about to face, as Vincent Détouche of TVA Spa mentioned so many times, the worst home team in the MLS. In fact, he mentioned it so often that had it been a drinking game that you would have to take a shot every time he mentioned that DC was the worst home team in the MLS, you would have been drunk by kickoff. But anyways, let's get into the game. Before we do, as always, a reminder that our game review shows are sponsored by the French Mental Health Initiative, Antle Derzare. Please check them out on Twitter at Antle Derzare. And check out their website, entleadersarray.ca. All right, folks. So now, you know, you've built momentum from that big 5-1 win where, you know what? I told everybody in the review show, and I've been talking about it this week, and I even mentioned it on Elliot Price's show, Sportsnet Tonight, on CFMB 1280 AM, that, you know what? The Montreal Impact needed to take that game and, you know, really build the momentum heading into Sunday night, but not forgetting that it was a weekend opponent. So, you know, you savor the win, you get back to work, and DC was the perfect opponent to come out with a game on the road and really solidify your move up in the standings. 
And holy crap, did the Montreal Impact screw the pooch on this one. Like, not for nothing. Not for nothing. This was, uh, you know, Joey, I think it was Joey Alfieri who tweeted towards the end of the game. You know, it, you know when people say that soccer is a boring sport, this was not the match to show them. Absolutely not. It was an absolute disgrace of a soccer game from the Montreal Impact. But you know what? Instead of complaining, let, let's start breaking it down because there's not that much to break down anyways. But anyway, starting 11, you had Didier Drogba up top coming off of his performance in the MLS All-Star game. Obviously, you know, the game is played on grass and he played in the All-Star game. So I was expecting him to start here. Left to right in midfield, you had Harry Ship, Piatti, and Salazar. Same thing as, you know, what Biello sent out against the Union. As your center defensive mids, a double change. Uh, one, because Malice got hurt and Bernier, Captain Bernier, was sick. So, you know, he was forced into making two changes. So you had Marco Donadel returning to the starting lineup. And you had Kyle Becker stepping in as well. Defensively. With the return of Laurent Sima from the All-Star game. And not for nothing, folks. Uh, I'm very happy to see that he said, you know what? If he was well enough to play in the All-Star game, he was well enough to play in this game. Mind you, his performance was a little bit lackluster along with the rest of the team. But you know what? Had he not started this game, uh, I would be even more pissed off than I am now. But left to right, Oyongo, Sima, Cabrera, Camara with Evan Bush in nets. Now, you know, again, it's no secret that DC is having a very, very rough year. Uh, you know, last in the Eastern Conference, horrible at home, lots of different player movement going on, the stadium that they play in is crap. You know, it's really, it was really that opportunity for the Montreal Impact to step in and really put their foot to the metal from the beginning of the game as of kickoff to try and get out, get an early goal. And I'm not saying that they needed to score five, but at the very least, you know, instill a bit of dominance on the road. We know that in the MLS, it's very hard to win away from home, but DC seems to be the place where, you know what, if that has to happen, this was the place to be. What happened? Unfortunately, the first 15 minutes of the game were absolutely ugly. Uh, you know, it was all DCU. DCU wasn't playing that great of a game anyways, but the Montreal Impact were allowing their opponent to pretty much, you know, have a full control of the field. Uh, the Impact's, uh, you know, possession percentage was horrible. Their pass percentage was horrible. And, you know, you really were kind of expecting the Impact to kind of unblock at a certain point, and they weren't doing it. And the more it was going on, the more there was a concern of, well, did the Montreal Impact even show up to play? Because there wasn't one player that I was impressed with. There was absolutely nothing going on. And then in the 20th minute, well, pretty much, you know, the only thing that could happen to make the nightmare start to the game any worse, DCU goes out and scores a goal. Patrick Mullins, he got a cross in to the second post. Uh, you know, Victor Cabrera gave way too much space to him. Mullins was able to get a header, bounced off the ground, behind Evan Bush. DCU went up 1-0. And now where there's a lot of debate is who's actually to fault for the goal. And I'm actually going to go on a double fault. 
all right? And I know some of you are not going to agree with me and some of you are going to say, well, it's just a witch hunt that I'm trying to do with every single podcast and it's not the case. But you know what? First of all, yes, way too much space given by Victor Cabrera, the center back to Patrick Mullins. That's absolutely unacceptable. But the second part is it has to come back to the goalkeeper, Evan Bush. Evan Bush was glued to his line like he usually is. You don't, you know, you do see some fantastic reactionary saves from him, you know, but what happens is on these routine kind of plays, he doesn't have that killer instinct to jump off of his line and charge the ball. Some people are going to say, yeah, but you know what? The ball was still a little bit far away. No, it wasn't. He was able to get to that ball if he wanted to. Too often, he gets caught up in no man's land, and it ends up burning the team like it did in that play. And it ended up being one nothing. And what was worse is that if you take a look at the replay and you look at the side of your screen, as DC is moving the ball up the field, you actually see Coach Biello barking instructions at his defense, telling them to cover and to be tighter on, on their defensive coverage because of the openings going on at the second post he saw it coming you know what as fans we saw it coming and unfortunately that defensive coverage just wasn't good enough and it allowed dc to go up one nothing from that point forward folks honestly my only notes in terms of this game were the substitutions that were made because overall there was no heart from the Montreal impact there was no grinta we've spoken about this before grinta is the Italian term for for determination for passion for you know what wanting to uh, you know be aggressive on the field and make something happen there was none of that coming from the Montreal impact it was an absolutely disgusting game it was a dishonorable performance to the name to the sport of soccer you know what? Overall, the team should be ashamed of the way they played. At halftime, I believe it was Asun Kamara that was interviewed by TV Aspal. And you know what? He went, you know, very politically correct, saying that the Montreal Impact were very disorganized, especially on defense. No, you weren't disorganized. You were lost. You were absolutely lost. There was nothing that the Montreal Impact could do to really, you know, get themselves in. And you kind of had to hope that, okay, you're going into halftime, you've played like garbage. So this is where, you know, your manager really needs to step up and, you know, motivate the troops and bring adjustments. And, you know, I think that when you look at the way that they played, you have to expect at least one substitution at halftime, at least one guy that can, you know, change the tempo. It would have been the perfect opportunity to bring in Bernardello and replace Becker, who played like garbage the entire game. But did he do it? No, absolutely not. Why? Because it's not Biello's game plan. It's not his style. And these are parts of, you know, him as a coach, as a rookie coach that I find are still lacking. He needs to develop. He needs to get better on. And it's in difficult games when to do his adjustments. Because when did he do his first change? In the 66th minute. Well, you know what? You allowed your team to play another 20 minutes of garbage soccer. And the worst part is, is that throughout the entire game, the Montreal Impact were lucky that DC's finishing was garbage because on a few occasions, they should have scored a couple more goals. There was one uh, moment in the box where Don Adele tripped a forward. 
DC should have been given a penalty. Would have given them a chance to get another goal. Honestly, DC should have gotten about four goals in this game. So, you know, the, the impact got lucky. And they were lucky to always still be down by one goal and just really still be one kick away from, you know, being drawn level into this game. Uh, so in the 66th minute, Dominic Oduro comes in for Michael Salazar. I'm going to take a quick second. You have to give a big tip of the hat to Dominic Oduro for his 300th MLS appearance. Folks, that is no easy feat. You know, love him or hate him, criticize him or adore him that is an accomplishment that is not easy to get to he deserves the respect we've you know i've spoken about this in recent shows that he seems to have lost the trust of his teammates when he's on the field he's not getting the ball he's not getting the service the way michael salazar is getting right now but you know what overall salazar wasn't having a good game you needed to bring in a different spark and with the humidity and the temperature uh, in D.C., it was a good opportunity for Dominic Oduro to come in and hopefully use his speed to blaze past a couple of defenders and create an opportunity. Unfortunately, that really didn't happen. He basically fell in with the mold of the rest of the team. Then in the 71st minute, you had the return. Bernardello 2.0 finally coming onto the field. He removed a awful Kyle Becker from the game and you know only 19 minutes personally I think that this uh, substitution was made about 20 minutes too late about 15 minutes too late I would have liked to see him come in around the 55th 60th minute uh, you know he really you saw him work hard again it's his first game back with the team but you saw the hustle you saw him wanting to try and create something for the Montreal impact it was refreshing to see it was great to see and you know we'll talk about it in a couple of minutes how he ended up paying off in the 75th minute Mancuso came in for Harry Ship, another player who struggled. And look, folks, let's, you know, I'm saying this guy struggled, that guy struggled. There's not one player on the Montreal Impact that impressed me in this game. Not one. Not Drogba, not Ship, not Piatti, not Salazar, not Donadel, not Becker, not Oyongo, not Siman, not Cabrera, not Camara, not Bush. None of them. Even Oduro didn't impress me. Mancuso didn't have a lot of time to impress you know Bernardello tried but he was the best of a bad bunch on you know the freshest set of legs there was really this is the kind of game where you know what you're happy that you got a point but you go home and when you're when they're gonna sleep in their beds tonight they're gonna go to sleep feeling dirty because it was a dirty point it you know it, it, it was almost criminal the way they walked away with this point out of DC now, the big controversy in this game happened in the 81st minute when King Zizier Drogba picked up a direct red uh, for putting his knee in uh, one of DC's uh, players in, right in his back. Look, yes, I get it. I think it was Marcello Sarvis that, you know, had picked up a yellow during the game and was being very rough, should have picked up another yellow. Yes, I completely agree with you. The simple fact is that he didn't get it. The ref was allowing a rougher style of play. However, in that exchange, when you walk up to a player 
who is already sitting down after the whistle is blown and you decide to put your knee in his back, I don't care if it was rough or not. It's not something you do. To me, it equates to the same thing as, you know, trying to give a gentle headbutt to a player after a play. Now, the MLS Disciplinary Committee will take a look at it. I think that there's enough to have the red card rescinded and be awarded a yellow. Will it actually happen? Remains to be seen. We should know uh, around midweek or towards the end of the week to see uh, what their decision is. Should the Montreal Impact decide to challenge the red card? And I think that they should. I think there's, again, there's merit to have it brought down to a yellow. Personally, look, a lot of people on Twitter are saying that, you know, it was a harsh. Was it harsh? <sighs> yeah, you know what? I'll say it. it. It was harsh. Was it justified? Yeah, I'll say that it was justified. I, I won't give Ted Uncle crap for that red card that he gave out because of the simple fact of the matter is you don't do crap like that on the field. You know what? You want to be pissed at him? Fine. When he's standing up and you're face-to-face, you want to push the guy? Okay, that's warranted. But to put your knee in his back, you know, that's it's, it's a cheap shot move, guys. Let's put it seriously, okay? Forget the fact that it was a light one. But it was a cheap shot. It wasn't expected. You know, at least, you know, be a man about it. Be a man about it. Challenge the guy face to face. That's all it takes. You're pissed off. That's fine. The ref's been allowing it. Worst comes to worst, you can get a yellow. But wait till the guy stands up or get in front of him and push him. Seriously. Like, you know, there's different ways of doing it. Don't take the cheap way out of it by running your knee in his back. I don't care how weak the knee was. You just don't do it. But now, you know, Montreal Impact, final minutes, down by a goal, down by a man. And mind you, the running joke is that they were playing like they only had, you know, nine or ten men on the field anyways because of guys like Becker and the way that they were playing. But then, you know, in, in this comedy of errors, in this comedy uh, of a game, in this farce of a soccer game, you know, uh, the Montreal Impact had a little bit of luck their way. Because in the 86th minute, off of a corner, uh, the ball was bouncing around the box. Mancosu was able to just give it a slight tap back to Bernardello, who just hammered it into the box. The ball had eyes. I believe it did get deflected. It went into the net, and the Montreal Impact tied 1-1 with a couple of minutes to go. And, you know, it's not sweet justice. It's pure luck. And personally... I feel absolutely gutted for DC. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of theirs by any stretch of the imagination. But when you take a look at the performance that they put in, which wasn't fantastic because of the way that the impact played so poorly. But, you know, they deserved the win in this game. But soccer, just like any other sport, can be absolutely cruel at any given time and moment. So the Montreal impact ended up drawing the game going 1-1 and that's actually when the Montreal Impact decided to wake up once they got their goal they were actually a little bit more dangerous you saw you know a couple of plays from Nacho Piatti actually getting a little bit more dangerous but you know what it was a case of too little too late you got lucky with one goal don't expect a second one 
And, you know, now the Montreal Impact ended the game with a 1-1 draw, which is where, you know, the, the like the IKEA commercial said, start the car, start the car. They stole a point, call the cops, because the Montreal Impact are very, very lucky to have picked up a point. And honestly, when they get back to training this week, I hope that they realize that. I hope they don't say, well, look, we got a win and a draw. This needed to be a decisive game, folks. Again. The factor against the Union were that the Union were exhausted. And a lot of people are going to say, you know what, it's not an excuse. Granted, you don't want to use it as an excuse, fine. The fact of the matter is that they had played two 90-minute games and a 120-minute game before they had faced the Montreal Impact last week. So, you know, the win was there for, for the Impact to have at Statsaputo at home against a burnt-out team. So the true test was going to be this weekend against dc on the road against one of the worst teams in the mls these are the kinds of games you need to win in order to do some damage in the playoffs to get to the playoffs again the montreal impact have shown their inconsistency and i don't want to hear this garbage of you know what well malice wasn't there and burn okay first of all malice not being there i'm not overly worried about it because we know he's not a factor in the starting 11 patrice bernier Yes, huge loss for the Montreal Impact uh, in the starting 11 of this game. But, you know, you have the return of a Marco Donadel. You have a guy like Bernardello. And the fact that these two guys are missing doesn't excuse the lack of heart, the lack of talent, the lack of, you know, aggression from the entire team. You could be missing your captain, Bernie, but at the end of the day, you need to, as a professional, at least try. That's what I want to see. I don't care if my team loses. As long as the effort is there, as long as they're trying to get goals, they're trying to get the win, and when they leave the field, they leave everything that they have on the field. They can go home knowing that they did their absolute best in that game. And there is not one player on the Montreal Impact that could say that following this game against DC. I was absolutely disgusted to see the way they played. I hope that, you know what, none of them are happy with themselves. I hope that Biello gives them a tongue lashing. I hope Saputo comes down into the room and rips into him because it's what they deserve at this point of the season there you know and at any point of the season it's never an excuse to have a lack of energy the way they did but when you're trying to get into the playoffs and when you see the other teams performing and trying to do their best to move up there's absolutely no excuse for them to play the way they played it was absolute garbage I'm disgusted by the point for the simple fact that some people are going to use that to mask the shitty performance. Some people are going to use some of the questionable calls from the referee to mask this shitty performance. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if some people use the crappy condition of the field to mask the shitty performance of this team. Folks, the simple point here to be made is that the Montreal Impact didn't show up to play they got lucky they had a horseshoe up their rear end i'm doing my best to keep the show rated g for families and not make it rated r i'm trying very very hard i hope you guys understand that my blood pressure is going through the roof on the other side just trying to make sure that i don't swear on this show but absolutely disgusted with this performance and you know what now they've got their game 
on Wednesday against AS Roma. I won't have a preview podcast or a review podcast on an exhibition game. Uh, I don't think that it's worth it. So, folks, watch the game. That's fine. I'll come back with a preview show uh, for the, the Houston game later on in the week. But you know what? This, this game coming up on Wednesday better serve as a tune-up to really, you know, get ready for the Houston Dynamo, who, despite having traded their captain, Giles Barnes, uh, this week to Vancouver, are still a dangerous team. They're not an easy team to play against. And I'll repeat myself again and again and again. You have to stop dropping points where you should be picking them up. Statsapudo is no longer a fortress. It's, you know, it's just a paper fort now. It's no longer a house of cards. They got the upgrade after last week's game. You know, on the road, it's pitiful. There are some guys who are out with injury. But at the end of the day, championship teams, if they want to have a shot at taking glory, they have to come out and perform or at the very least give it all they got. And the Montreal Impact did none of that in this game. Absolutely none. I'm disgusted. That's it for talking about this show, about this game. Before I let you guys go, I do want to remind you about the Montreal North All-Star Soccer game coming up on September 18th. It's a Sunday from noon to 4.30 at Parc Saint-Laurent. Folks, this is a charity uh, charity soccer game that's going to be played. A few different you know, local celebrities are going to be involved including our very own Montreal Impact captain, Patrice Bernier. Uh, you know, some other guys that will be involved, 98.5's Arcadio Marcuzzi, Canfoot Club's duo of Lopo Avendano will be there, Sofian Benzaza will be on the field flashing his skills, from Lance Comte and Unité Neuf, uh, Jason Roy, Léveillé, I'll be there in attendance. I won't be on the field. I'm not in the mood to embarrass myself uh, against all of these guys. I'm not there yet. Maybe I'll play next year if I'm invited on the actual field. But, you know, on site, you're going to have some mini soccer. You're going to have some inflatable games, uh, some corner to cobs, some draws, a lot of different events. And all this, uh, all the proceeds are going to go to the AMU, which is known as the Animation Milieu Urbain. And they work very hard to help out Montreal North's youth. Okay, so uh, we know that the area has its reputation. It's actually a beautiful area to live in. Uh, You know, it's not as bad as it seems in the media. I'm absolutely comfortable raising my son in this area. It is safe. Uh, but, you know, there, there is a bit of poverty and, you know, the youth, uh, the next generation of leaders of this area and the world do need a bit of help. So an event like this is a great way to bring the community together. And now they need the Montreal Impact family, the Montreal Impact community to come together and help out and be in attendance and get involved and have some fun with it, all right? You can go like their Facebook page, Match des Etoiles de Montréal Now, and you could follow them on Twitter, at Match des Etoiles. That's it for me, folks. Thank you, as always, for the love and support that you guys show to me 
you know, here and on Twitter. Always ready to talk soccer with you guys. I apologize for the frustration level in my voice. Uh, but, you know, you guys know me as being a very passionate soccer fan, a very passionate soccer analyst. And when I see garbage the way that the Montreal Impact played against DC, I can't hold it back. I cannot fluff it out. You know, I can't sugarcoat it and say, well, things are okay. They weren't. All right. So uh, until next time, enjoy the game against AS Roma. Like I said, I'll be back with a preview show uh, for the game against the Houston Dynamo next weekend. So be good. Do something nice to help out a friend, a stranger, whatever the case may be. But do your part to go impact the world and make it a better place. There's enough violence and garbage going on in today's society. Be one of the ones who does something positive to hopefully inspire somebody else to pay it forward and do the same. Together, if we work together, we can make the world a better place. So take it easy. Stay awesome. Love you guys. Ciao. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.